feel real good to hear something like that of all of you for the letter that our brother has read and for the attitude of our ministering brethren here with us and for the audience around and your applauding makes us feel double welcome to come back again. And if the good Lord is willing and as soon as we get the opportunity, we'll return to this city to stay longer until the thing is over, until God tells us it's enough. Time to go home. <laughs> Thank you kindly. I trust that the meeting has been as much blessing to you as it has to, to us. I say this where I don't have to say it, but I say it because it's the truth. I've had larger crowds, of course, in bigger places, and we've had larger crowds here if we'd had the place to take care of them. But I never met or was in a nicer meeting and meet, met nicer people anywhere in the world than I have in this place. That's right. And with the, thank you. It's in my heart. And I trust that the, that the meeting will never die. That will live right on in each church and among the people until Jesus comes. That's our purpose of being here to bring these meetings. And everybody's been so kind and you've been so nice to sit in this hot building and it's very hot like this and, and just stand along the sides and drooping around the doors and come in early and all oh, that's so nice of you. And we appreciate it. We appreciate this brother. I can't think of you half the time here. Brother Banner and all the cooperating ministers, uh, we just thank God for you, brethren. You've been so good to us. We just... Trust that God will just pour out His blessings everywhere upon all of And to all you people there, just tell me they're taking up a love offering for me a few moments ago. I appreciate that. I don't deserve it. That's true. I don't deserve it. But Brother Baxter said all the debts were paid and everything. And then when they do that, then they get a love offering. And we appreciate it. And to the best of my knowledge and all that I know... Every penny of it I shall spend for the glory of God, the best that I know how. There won't be one foolish thing that that money will go for, because at that day we won't be found a good, true, faithful steward of his welfare. And some of you have paid maybe a portion of your living. I, I wish you wouldn't do that. If someone were taking up a love offering, throwing a nickel or something, and, uh, I could, you know, just something, I have got some children <laughs> You know how it is, but I wish I didn't have to do that, but to take one. But I, I do once in a while because I just, you can't make ends meet. But we thank you for it. God bless you, everyone. Now, I trust that, I remember in a meeting I used to tell of a little story, been at my old brother sitting here. I won't shake his hand before starting to the ministry, or ministering to the word. One time I was going to take up an offering in my church. I told my wife, I said, we just got to have, well, I never took an offering for myself in my life. And I said, we got to have uh, just a little money. I said, I'll take, I'll take up, we owed a debt and just had to pay it. And so that was my uh, former wife. It was, I was, she died years and years ago, about 14 years ago. And I was single for about five or six years. My little boy started in school. And I remarried again. God gave me back a perfect image of the little girl that he'd just taken from me. And so I'm so happy about that. And then I remember one night, it's been about eight years ago, I guess, we got to a place where we just couldn't make the 
things go. I said, I'm going over to take up an offering. She said, I'm going to sit down and watch it. <laughs> and so I went over and I told old brother Wiseheart, go get my hat. I was going to take up an offering. And he looked at me real strange and he started. And I looked down and I don't know where the right where you ever know Sister Weber. Remember her and I, Frankie's mother. And she went out under that little old check at Aper and got out one little pocketbook, you know, you little snaps over the top. Began to pull out them nickels. Oh, I couldn't do that. I said, I was just teasing you. I didn't mean it. And so Brother Wiseart looked at me real strange. He went and hung my head up. And you know what? Brother Ryan had rolled a bicycle down to my house and give it to me. Many of you have been to meeting heard me refer to that. Brother Ryan rode a bicycle down there, and he just left it there and gave it to me. And I painted the bicycle and sold it and got the money paid a bit off of it. Poor brother. He gave me the bicycle, and really, I, I couldn't ride the bicycle. <laughs> I did all the day. <laughs> a good thing. Well, bless the Lord. <laughs> That's very nice. So I thank you kindly. And it is indeed, with all sincerity, my trust that I can come back to Toledo just as soon as possible. Now, when I leave Africa and come home, the Lord willing, I'm going out to seek His face to find out which move next. I believe you all appreciate that more if you know just exactly where to go. If he sends me to Toledo, we're going to stay to Toledo until he says you go somewhere else. <laughs> and just stay there until it's over. Right now, the meeting's just in condition now to where we could really have a real revival. Amen. Just right now, I see all the, the spooky feelings of people saying, well, it might be this, it might be that. But that's all gone now. It's just a great big welcome feeling everywhere, you see. That's just a way to have a revival, to really start it. Now, what do you think about four to six weeks of this would do? Oh, my, we'd have a glorious time. I tell you, I, I believe everything in the around would be healed if we could just one by one. Now, the Lord has blessed us this week. The lame has walked. Cripples has been healed. And the deaf is heard. And diseases, you know, healed and the Lord, and I want you to remember this, especially to the pastors. There'll be weeks after this that you'll hear people in your churches say, well, I, that that stomach trouble I had left me. I don't know. And that uh, women and so forth, the different troubles that you have, there's there's been at least, I would say this, not trying to to say anything wrong because I, I don't want to do that. God hold me responsible. But there's been at least 500 people, I'd say, lowly estimating that set the audience that's never said a word about it that's healed right now. Now, oh, that's right. The other night, when, the last two nights, I have never felt such a pull on me in all my life. Now, the way that feels, come here just a minute, brother. When people are being healed, now, I just want to take this moment to explain this. If, if when I'm talking to a person, I turn and get their attention. Like out in the audience, I look at somebody and see, maybe it looks kind of, well, I go to talking to that person. And when I go to talking, then I get in contact with their spirit. And then it seems like there's something starts pulling just like this. And then when it lets up, I get real weak. That person's healed. <laughs> that's all. Thank you, brother. And that's, that person is healed. They may not recognize it right then, but they will later on. They'll recognize it. They'll recognize it as it's been done. 
Now, may the good Lord bless every one of you. And just fill you with his goodness and mercy. And all you sitting along here, and here I see these three or four crippled chairs sitting here and people with different ailments, suffering and everything. Uh, you just be of a good courage and believe with all your heart and God's going to make you everyone well. I don't know where there's any laying back under there so far that uh, it's just right down here sometimes I miss seeing these people looking over the top of them watching out there. Um, well, I don't know what else to say but to tell you I'm, I'm so happy to be with you and I trust that maybe if you get a chance sometime when your own church hasn't got service next week to slip up the area with us we'd be happy to have you and write me sometime write me down home I'd be glad to hear from you and sometimes it's sending out these anointed cloths and so forth how many believe in sending those out those uh, oh that's wonderful well I tell you if you just go into my office and see the thousands of healings takes place just by sending those cloths just thousands sure recently I was sent one to Germany to a woman that had arthritis for years and it was translated on the back of her German writing she got a hold of that cloth and she pinned it on her and followed the instructions and she said now devil you get out she got up and walked across the floor she was now devil you get out now she just believed it and a little something I hope if I've told this testimony just a moment before the audience you forgive me for it because I'm sometimes telling around different places I don't know people that's been in the meeting an outstanding one was one night when I was in a little a church meeting at Carning, Arkansas just starting and I used to take and send give the people anxious and in the meetings like here here's a box of them I don't get a chance to minister to those just like this because I'm always when the meeting's going on in deep prayer then when I go home Brother Baxter was with me the other day. I've got a cave way back in the hills where I go to. I showed him where I met the angel on the path. I was going back there all torn up. And I met him on the path. And he told me, said, you return back to your car for I've called you to be with Ern Baxter. And I went to him. And we've been together. So right on that place, I go back there and pray hours after hours over every piece of goods that I send to the people. Now, I don't send hankshots because they cost about 10 cents a piece and we send out around anywhere from five, six, seven thousand a week. I don't have the money to do that, but I buy hundreds and hundreds of yards of ribbon and cut it off in little strips like this so the people can pin it on their clothes. I'd be glad to send you one. If you don't need it right now, put it in the Bible on Acts 19. And just keep it there. And if an emergency rises, take it and lay it on your child that's got the crew for whatever takes place. And believe God, just as a little uh, token of his love in this meeting. And many things has been done. And it's free of charge. Just send. We'd be happy to send it to you. Now, I, this lady, I gave her a handkerchief. She wanted me to, she said, bless the handkerchief. Now, a lot of people anoint them. That's all right. Anything that God blesses, I'm for it. But if you watch the scripture, Paul didn't anoint them. He'd take them off of his body, see, just off of his body. I believe that's right, isn't it? And Paul knew that, you know where I think he got that, brother? I think when Elijah taken the told said, take my staff and go lay it on the child, see. Elijah knew that everything that he touched was blessed. But whether the woman would believe it or not. And Paul taken from his body, hanging to some aprons and laid on the sick. And unclean spirits went out of him. And diseases were healed. Now, it wasn't Paul. It was God. It was God. 
and honoring the people's faith in his servant. Well, now the same God was there. I'm not the St. Paul, none of us are, but he's still the same Jesus, you see. It wasn't, it wasn't the St. Paul anyhow, but it was Jesus. Now, this woman taking it and put it in her Bible, and a few weeks after that, she was cleaning a lamp chimney way back there in a cotton country of Arkansas, and the old lamp chimney had broken and cut the artery in her arm. Now, this is her story. She got a pillow slip and put over it, and it just got wet with blood. She got a sheet. Closest neighbor was two miles. Her husband was in the city. And she was bleeding, getting weaker. She knew she was going to die shortly if something didn't happen. And she thought of the handkerchief. She went and got the handkerchief and laid it on there. Now, here's her testimony. When her husband came in that evening, she waited about two miles of it through the mud with her boots on, hung a lantern in the tree, caught the Greyhound bus, and come to Little Rock where it's holding the meeting, and walked in with these boots on, holding this handkerchief, praising God. The handkerchief wasn't even stained. Just a miracle. Just stopped it right like that. The woman was dying. That's the only thing that she could get to like that that she knew of. And God honored her faith in doing so. Now, we all, we, us, believe that. Well, I've sent a little thing with it. It tells you how you get to your pastor and get him to come and, and confess your faults and get rid of everything and then lay it on there. There's nothing in the way. God will do it. Don't you believe that? And now, God be with you. And thank you again from the pastors to the co-workers, the strangers in our gates, the custodian church, the auditorium, all the ushers. You've all been wonderful and may God's richest of blessings be upon you all. Pray for me while I'm going yonder to pray for someone else. I want to read just a little bit of scripture before we start the meeting because we want to give plenty of time in the prayer line tonight just as long as we can. Then immediately after this I got to catch a Greyhound bus and bump my head so morning I couldn't get a reservation. I've got to go home. The wife was going to try to get here and she couldn't get here no one to bring her so I have to go in tonight to get her to come back tomorrow and, uh, and be in area so pray for me now while I read this scripture found in St. John 4 46 beginning so Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum and when he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, now listen close, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. But listen to this gallant man answer our master. And the nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Now the man wanted Jesus to come pray for his son, but Jesus told him, he didn't go pray for him, he said, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus spoke unto him, and he went his way. And when he was now going down, his servant met him, and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he, required him, saying, Beg your pardon. Then inquired he of them the hour he began to amend. Then said he unto him yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So he was just mending, getting a little better. So the father knew that it was the same hour that Jesus said, Thy son liveth. 
himself believed and his whole household. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee. Let's bow our heads, Lord. Now the service is almost ready to begin again. A closing night here among this lovely people. God, how did you ever bless me in such a way to bring me up and let me be able to stand and talk to such an audience of people, lovely, born-again Christians? Oh, God, I just love you for it. And there's no words that I can find to express my thanks that you let me meet these ministers and these people out here, lovely people, your people, the very cream of the crop of the earth's harvest. And not only that, to meet them and to know them, but to have fellowship with them through thy Son, Christ Jesus, and to know that I'm a fellow citizen with them, an heir of the same kingdom of God. We're journeying through earth, going to heaven where we'll associate together through out ceaseless ages, through eons of time, we'll be together forever. Not where we'll be sick again, or not where we'll uh, be in uh, buildings and have to crawl across the country to pray for each other, but where there'll be no sickness, and there'll be no old age, or there'll be no cripples or no blind, but we'll be young there forever, and we'll be in His likeness, and what a glorious time that'll be. Oh, Father... I just feel like just raising my hands up and just screaming as loud as I can to give vent to the feeling that's within me of the appreciations of all that you've done. Bless this city, Lord. Bless the people. Bless the, the lawmakers of the city. God grant that there will be an old-fashioned revival to sweep this city, Lord. And these anointed ones that's sitting here in the presence tonight, these ministers of God represented here on this platform and out there in that audience, Oh, God, charge their life with new vision, with new power. And may there just be abundance of rain from everywhere, Lord, coming into the churches. Hear the prayer of your servant now. And now keep us ever in your will. Give us a great service tonight, for we ask it in the name of thy child, Jesus. Amen. I believe Billy has stepped out, Brother Baxter, just a moment until they come in. Now, have faith, don't doubt. Believe with all your heart. And let's look tonight for, for the climax of all the meeting. Will you do that? I believe if God will visit us this third time, like he has the last two nights, I believe it will settle the question, don't you? All the letters are pouring in, so I just from places about how they're being healed and people going home and leaving the meeting, going home, and then... Be there maybe a few hours, the first thing you know, wake up the next morning, maybe blind seeing, and the, or just everything's taking place. How thankful. The thing that people hear, you don't, you don't get to hear a third of it. It's after a day or two. Did you notice Jesus here? When he said, Thy son liveth, well, that was one day, and the next day he was going down, and his son had begun to amend. He said, This is the second miracle that Jesus did. Seemingly, we wouldn't call that a miracle. But it was a miracle because anything that's out of the ordinarily, it's a miracle. Jesus told the man that his son was going to live, and the man believed what Jesus said. Is that right? Perhaps there's a hundred prayer cards in here tonight. In a few moments, I'll call from somewhere in those prayer cards. Well, then you say, 
Brother Branham, then if my prayer card is not called, what about it? That don't mean that you're, you can't get healed. You can be healed anywhere that you'll believe that Jesus Christ heals you. See? Anywhere. Will you always remember that? Always remember that healing, everything that Christ can do for you is already done. Amen. See, everything that Christ and God can do for you is already done. Now, the next thing lays within you. If you're a sinner, Jesus has already saved you, but you, when He died to take away the sin of the world, but you have to accept it. If you'd say, I've paid your way, Brother Branham, home, well, it wouldn't do me no good unless I accepted it. And Christ's death won't help you until you accept it. Now, by His stripes you were healed. He healed you when He made the atonement for you. But now, it'll never do you no good till you accept it. And when you accept it and believe it, then it is yours. Now, I see, it's up to you. Now, the things that He does, He sends signs and wonders to, to prove those things, that, it's, that it can be done. Here, I'd like for you to write to this person, or any of these testimonies I give you, you, you write to them if you wish. Is there anybody here from Jeffersonville? Let's see your hands around anywhere from Jeffersonville. I see one way back over here, over there. What's your name, brother? Newman, and from Jeffersonville. Well, if 